Welcome to episode 48 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 5. We are one spirit, one soul, and together we are creating a library of stories. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. Listeners, before I start this episode, I would like to answer a question that some of you have been very kindly asking. You've been asking how you can support the ongoing creation of this podcast. So there are two ways. Non-monetarily, you can follow on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon Podcast. If you are listening through Apple Podcast, I request you to please rate and review. I love reading those reviews. They're really heartwarming. And monetarily, if you go to anchor.fm, you will see a support button with a dollar sign. If you click on it, you will be able to sign up for a monthly subscription to this podcast for any amount of your choice. For those who have rated and reviewed already, I thank you. And for those who have already subscribed for the monthly subscription, I truly thank you. Now, over to our episode. I want to start this episode with a quote from Wayne Dyer. He said, Each experience in your life was absolutely necessary in order to have gotten you to the next place and the next up until this very moment. And the reason why I want to start with this quote is because it is truly relevant to the story you're about to hear from our guest today. I had brought you Stephanie Chick to mark the beginning of Black History Month for episode number 45. And I bring you our guest for today, Nafisa Braima, to mark the near end of Black History Month. Both these women are role models as they have boldly faced their fears and followed their passion. Nafisa is a visionary entrepreneur with a passion for wellness and transformation. She is the owner of a startup called Elorm Empire. And the tagline for her company is, we are not just a brand, we are a lifestyle. But she had to go through an entire journey that started in Ghana to get to own a business of her passion, and she had to step out of her comfort zone to achieve that. Let her take us through her journey, everyone. Let's welcome Nafisa Braima. Welcome to Sharing Life Lessons, Nafisa. It is so, so good to have you on the show. Ours was a chance meeting. You just heard one of my podcasts, not my podcast, but where I was a guest. And we connected on LinkedIn. Then I heard your story and I was totally intrigued by it. So now here you are as my guest for my podcast. So welcome. Thank you so much, Hamida. Likewise, um, it's been such a great pleasure listening to you and following you on LinkedIn. I believe that you're giving so much to um, young, I mean, upcoming entrepreneurs like myself, and also for people that are looking to transform themselves. So yeah, I'm very, very excited about this opportunity to connect with you. Thank you so much for saying that. That's really heartwarming. So Nafisa, start us off by telling us something about yourself, please. Thank you, Hamida. I am the founder of Elam Empire. It's a startup business, and what we focus on is mostly fitness apparel. We, we have symbols that are connected to my heritage, which is Ghana, where I come from. So most of our outfits are very uplifting. And that is um, what we're doing right now to promote wellness. 
Okay, you are going to give me links to your website and I am going to post it on the show notes because listeners, Nafisa sent me one of her sports leggings and it is so soft and very, very comfortable. And what I like about it is that it is high-waisted. So obviously it hides my little tummy that I have. (laughs) Definitely check out her website. I will have the link on my show notes. And Nafisa has kindly offered a discount coupon for all the listeners for this episode. The discount code is sharing life lessons 20 and I will have that in the show notes as well. So thank you very much, Nafisa. Thank you very much, Hamida. Of course. So I know that your brand has a meaning to it. Can you tell us what that meaning is? Yes. Elom means love and it's from my mother tongue, Ewe from Ghana. It means pure and authentic love. And the reason why I chose this name is that I believe that self-love is the number one love that anyone can give to themselves. So the love that I promote with Elon Brand is self-love, loving yourself first before anything else. That's so good. Okay, we are ready for your story. Great. My story goes back to 24 years when I came to the United States. I, I moved from Ghana to the United States to go to college. And I had a big dream because as a child, I knew the United States was a land of opportunities. So I wanted to be here, have a house, have a car and everything. So when I graduated from college, I was working and just trying to build the American dream. I have to be honest that for me, most part of my career, I was fired from my jobs because I just did not fit in. I struggled with trying to express my creative um, self. And every time I wanted to be myself, I just didn't fit in. But I still wanted a dream. I still wanted to be like people that I had seen in movies when I was a child. I wanted a house. I wanted a nice car. So I didn't want to quit. So I always learned a job. Learning the job was quite easy, but keeping the job was a struggle. So I did this until I was able to save money, definitely own uh, my own place. And then after some time, I was like, like the prodigal son, I felt like I left home for greener pastures mm-hmm. and I felt so lost that I didn't really know where I came from. So I decided after my last job, which didn't work out, as I said, because most of the time employers would love me for who I am, but something about productivity when it comes to that I just lose interest because I was not interested in most of the fields that I was pursuing I'm a very hard-working person so I'll definitely go into any job working very hard but if you work so hard and you still don't see success because you're not in love with what you're doing it really ends up being more like work instead of it being a passion Mm -hmm. And I think that with everything that we do, we have to find a way to love it, which goes back to love. Mm -hmm. Love is really something that is so important. It's not just about the romantic love. It's about loving things that you do and it comes from loving yourself. So yeah, definitely I was not happy because I, I didn't like what I was doing. So I decided to go back home to Ghana to connect with my roots. So in 2018, I took a journey back to Ghana after I left my last job. And I said to myself, I'm not going to work in an office setting anymore. I want to be out there and be creative and express who I am. 
I went back to Ghana and when I went to Ghana, I went with the intent to go back and really understand a few things. And I wanted to also learn some things about my culture. When I arrived in Ghana, I had my whole agenda as to what I was going to do. The first week though was focused on my cousin who was getting married. He was the only son of my uncle. And so the wedding was obviously a very big and well-planned wedding. My mom did not even have any attention for me because she was the main person planning most of the events. I was there also helping here and there. And the eve of the wedding, my cousin actually came to our house with, with the bride because they were going to stay there until the next day. So I was very fortunate to meet him after 20 plus years. I gave him a big hug. I met his friends and he was so excited, jumping, telling them that my cousin just came from the United States. I didn't even expect her to be here. So the next day we were all dressed up in our traditional attire. Everyone was excited. We went to the ceremony and we were waiting for the bride and groom to arrive. As we were sitting down waiting, the first news came in, which was very unexpected. And they said they had just gotten into an accident. So that was mind blowing because I've never heard anything like that, where you're waiting for the bridal party to arrive and then news comes that they, they were just um, in an accident. So everyone was sitting down, just shaking, but the festivities still went along. And then after like an hour or so, we saw everyone coming in very solemnly and shaking heads and some crying. And the news that no one would ever expect in their lifetime, you may see this in movies, but not in real life. Mm -hmm. We were told that my cousin had an accident, obviously, but the worst part was that he passed away. And when, when I heard that he passed away, I was like, shocked to the point where I felt like I was not even alive because it was just very scary. And me being in Ghana and sending this message to my other four siblings in the United States, telling them that I'm at the wedding and guess what? News just arrived that my cousin is dead. That and is so all these text, yeah, all these text messages were coming through and everyone was just like, what happened? And the media and everything, because it was just such a big deal in the country, let's just say, because people, after some time, people were still asking that, was that your cousin? So anyway, um, but did the, yeah. so what happened to the bride? Did the bride survive it? The bride did survive and she survived with very, very minor injuries. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was just amazing that my cousin was the only one that passed away. And I think that for me as an individual, I love my cousin like a brother. And one thing that I always hoped was that he was a little bit more healthy as far as taking care of himself and embracing uh, wellness. And so when that happened, it so happened that it was a heart attack because he was very excited about his wedding and he was very anxious. So the accident as bad as it was, came as a shock. And I believe part of the shock is what really took him away. Mm -hmm. And that was such um, a life-changing event for me. And I immediately felt that wellness has to be something that has to be addressed and taken very seriously. 
so that if we have people in our lives that we believe need wellness, we should try our best to at least give it to them. We have to find ways to start wellness at a very, very young age. So part of Elon's immediate vision is to work with rural areas to promote wellness. When I left Ghana, I came back to the United States and I was even more um, pushed and more confident to start my brand and focus on wellness. And wellness for me is something that I want every child to have because I didn't have that when I was a child. When I was a child, I was this chubby little kid who didn't have any athletic skills and everyone in my family thought I was going to be very, very overweight when I grew up just because they believe that's your genes and they believe that's how you were born to be. But it's about rewriting your story. When I came to the United States, I realized that I can rewrite what um, I thought was my story too. I thought I was going to be, you know, a very big girl and all of that because I was born with severely bow leg and that was already something that I had to struggle with growing up and all of the things that people do to kids who are a little bit disabled, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So when I came to the United States, I decided to start walking. Then walking became jogging. Jogging turned into running. And by the time I realized, I was like, everyone was born to be a natural athlete. Because I never thought I could run two miles. But then I was running 22 miles. I was running 23 miles. Incredible. Here was, yeah, here was a little girl from you know Ghana who, who never even took a step. So having seen that, I always say with very, very firm affirmation to anyone that you can do anything that you want to do in your life. And one, one thing that I did as a runner was, even though it was very funny, <laughs> I had this whole idea of TPR. TPR means target, pass, and then repeat. Mm -hmm. So every time I would set out to go run, I didn't have a group of runners with me. So what I did on my own, because I was not confident to run with a group because I thought I didn't have um, the skill set. Yeah. So I'll pick a runner in front of me and that will be my target. Once I pass that runner, I'll pick another runner and then I will continue that and I'll keep passing them. So one day I sat down and I told myself that that is how you win in life. With everything that you do, take the first step. Mm -hmm. Once you take that first step, you build on and become even stronger to take your next step. So don't look at the next step before you take the first one. Focus on the first one because that's what I do. I don't look at the runner um, that is ahead of the one before me. I focus on the one that I can pass, my mm. immediate goal. Once I pass them, then I focus on the one ahead of them. And it's a very simple philosophy in life. And that has made me very fearless because I don't see anything as unachievable. Everything that I want to do, I tell myself that you can achieve it because don't go out there thinking that you're going to do it all in one day. Break it down. And once you break it down, you can actually be successful at it. I really like that. 
TPR. Target, pass, and repeat. Very nice. I can offhand think of two things to tell you. First of all, your family must be really proud of you because you are not that fat and chubby person. The listeners can't see you, so I'm going to tell them that you are the slim, trim, and very healthy looking woman. So they have to be proud of that. And secondly, I would really like to know how your childhood was before you came here. Can you tell us something about your childhood in Ghana? You know, Hamida, thank you so much for asking about my childhood. My childhood was a very interesting one. When I was growing up in Ghana, I was very fortunate in a way and in a certain way, I was really not. My dad was a diplomat. And so I had the opportunity to travel. So I lived two different worlds, a world where on one vacation, I'm spending time with my grandmother in the village. Mm-hmm. I love my grandmother. I love the village. That included sleeping on the floor, not wearing shoes and just like living in the village. And then my second life was going on vacation to spend time with my dad. And my dad was in a foreign country we will meet with ambassadors, we will meet with high commissioners, we will go to their house, we will be served and treated like royalty. It was such a huge difference. And then I also went to a boarding school for seven years. That is a fun part of my life because when I went to a boarding school, I was only 11 years old, very, very young. Mm-hmm. And my boarding school is one of the best schools in Ghana. It's called Ibri Girl Secondary School. It was actually built by the British and it's a Presbyterian school. So what was more challenging for me was that we did not have any running water. So as children, we would travel to the nearest village, sometimes with buckets on our head, and we'll go and carry water so that we can have some water to take our bath. What I learned from going to that school for seven years is I valued rain Mm. because every time it would rain, you'll be looking for anything that you have to collect water, Mm -hmm. whether it be your bucket, your pill, anything. So I really, really um, cherish that moment. After seven years of being in the boarding school, I moved here to the United States. So it was a huge transition for me. Those are some really great stories and experiences that you've had in your life from your childhood, from going with your father to foreign places and being treated like royalties only to come back to a boarding school with no water, having to go through the trauma of your cousin passing away, and then finally coming to the US and the jobs that you had that you could not keep because your heart was not in it. And then you started your startup. How did all of that come together for you now? And what are the life lessons that you learned from them? So for me, all of this is like a journey that came together very well because everything that I did in my past was a weapon or something to gear me up for who I am today. So Whenever I look at my past, it makes me, like I said, it makes me very confident and very strong to know that there's nothing that could be worse than my past. Hamida, what I have learned from this is that you have to live each day as if it were your last day. 
because you have no idea how long you have left on this planet, which means that you must follow your dreams and stop pushing it to the side. You should always ask yourself, if today was my last day, will I be happy or content doing what I'm about to do? And if the answer is constantly no, then I do believe that it's time for you to take that leap and set yourself free so that you can cash into your passion. Because your passion is the most powerful um, gift that you have. And that is the only way you can succeed and be happy. Another life lesson for you to move forward to your future is that we have to embrace our experiences because that is what shapes us to be who we are. And each day we should always ask ourselves, whatever we are doing, is that fulfilling to us? As they say that past experiences and any obstacles that you have in your way are opportunities for you to learn from. And that's exactly what you've done. You've learned from them. And on that, you've built your business. So congratulations for that. Nafisa, do you have any last message for the listeners? Well, the last message that I have for anyone listening to this podcast is do not be afraid to make change in your life. Take that first step. Take that leap of faith and don't be afraid and just tell yourself that you are going to make it. Believe in yourself. That's why my brand is called Elom. It's called Authentic Love. Believe in yourself and love yourself. Love yourself so much that you want that change because you want to be happy. But my main message for anyone watching this is, if you're not happy with whatever you're doing, take that leap of faith and make a change in your life. Because life after all is too short. Mm -hmm. Which is what you got from the untimely death of your cousin. Very true. You know, I just thought of a quick question to ask you before I let you go. How did fear play a role in your leap of faith that you made and started your own business? Were you fearful? If so, how did you deal with that? I was fearful because I was thinking that how am I going to leave my paycheck and then go back to not making money while I am trying to launch a business? I had followed so many influences here and there and listen to how some of them had made changes. And, and I told myself that you, you've already done it. You start at a very young age by saving money. By the time I was 23, I had already owned my, owned my place. So I was able to tell myself that you have done something that can help you with your future. So every time I come into contact with a young person, I tell them is that save every penny that you have today because you might need it tomorrow because today is all that you know. Tomorrow is unknown. So once you do that, when the time comes for you to jump, the fear is not that much because you know that you have a little bit cushion. Let's go back to TPR. So again, you're going to make that small target, which is working with something very small in order to get to that bigger target. That's why you just have to take one step at a time. 
Nafisa, this was a lovely last message. This was a wonderful conversation. Thank you for all your stories and your life lessons. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much, Hamida. It was such a great pleasure talking to you as well. I hope that we will talk again very soon. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to Nafisa's stories as much as I enjoyed them. Before I list my key takeaways, I want to bring you back to Wayne Dyer's quote that I started this episode with, where he says, Each experience in your life was absolutely necessary in order to have gotten you to the next place and the next up until this very moment. As much as Nafisa's cousin's death was a very sad, life-changing event, it was also an impetus to the next phase of Nafisa's life, where she took it upon herself to address the issue that she thought took her cousin away from them all, which is wellness. So adding my two cents into the mix, if there is any event occurring in your life that you feel does not make sense or is hard to bear, or you want to question why me, remember that the event is absolutely necessary in order for you to get to the next best thing in your life. And as always, here are my key takeaways from my discussion with Nafisa. One, in life, we can do anything we want to do. But whatever we do, wellness should be a part of it. Wellness in this sense is wholesome well-being. That includes a healthy body, mind, work, finances, relationships, emotions, etc. Two, follow your passion and live every day as if it was your last day. If you are not happy with your life, then take a leap of faith and make a change because life is too short. Believe in yourself and love yourself. Three, the way we win in life is by taking the first step and by performing TPR, target, pass, and repeat. Once we take that first step, we can build on it and become even stronger to take our next step. So break things down to smaller targets and take one step at a time. And lastly, Save whatever you can, especially if you're planning to make a career change or start a new business. This way, you're not fearful because the savings will work for you as a cushion when you start to make the desired change. This brings us to the end of this episode. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.